Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello and good morning, my princess and the beers, or good afternoon or good evening. For me, it is good morning. I am so excited to be back here with you sharing, learning, growing together. As always, give yourself a hot second of a pat on the back and a celebration that you chose instead of listening to like the Bachelor podcasts or true crime, which is fun as those can be, like sometimes it's time to grow. It's time to challenge. And you chose to challenge yourself and grow into a next level, better version of you. And I so honor you for sharing this space with me. I am so excited to dive in to our topic today of do you see you as who you are actually now? Or do you see a past version of yourself? And the reason why I I ask this question is because it's come up a lot recently in my own life um, with with one of my family members. And I was talking with my mom and she was sharing about we were discussing about you know how my dad's been since since rehab and he's just seemed very purposeless he doesn't quite know what direction to go in and he's looking for his passion and it was interesting talking to her because throughout the conversation she referenced all the amazing things that he would do when he was in college. I mean, he taught himself diving. He tried out for the Olympics. He was 26th in the nation for diving. Um, He started up a acting company and did uh, tours for for Vietnam vets. Uh, Back then, they weren't vets. They were actually like going to fight. Um, But she shared all these things of who he was. She's like, that's, you know, the man I married. And I'm like, well, that's may have been the man you married. But that's not necessarily the man who he is now because our identities shift and change. And it's not a good or a bad thing. My dad's still amazing. He's he's a wonderful cheerleader. Now he's just looking for his purpose and, and where he is at. And that is something that I saw so prominent with her was that she was looking at this past version of who he was and she was so attached to this past version of who he was, that it prevented her from seeing and shifting to support him and help him in where he's at right now. And I see this not just with my own family or with my own self, like I see this with clients too. Sometimes very often we're attached to this old past story of ourselves. Like I had one client who was super self-destructive when she was a in her early 20s and even her early, even throughout her 30s, like super self-destructive and would create things and then completely obliterate them and destroy them. And that pattern 
served her to a point, but it didn't really, uh, like, it wasn't going to serve her. And she knew, and that's why she started working with me, was she knew it wouldn't serve her for where she was going to be going, for what she wanted to create, for the good that she wanted to do in the world. She didn't want to self-destruct, and she knew that that was her pattern. But that former past identity version of herself, she was so attached to that story that we had to do a process called Ho'oponopono that we were able to release her from the past identity of who she was. I had it with another client too. He was a high achiever, full on Enneagram three, just like my people. Like he just was so attached to his past failures. Because with Enneagram threes, their base negative emotion is shame. And they have so much shame about all the things that they didn't do or that they didn't succeed at more often than not in their past, that what happens is they're attached to that identity, that 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 lower performing identity, that identity that didn't live up to the high, almost unrealistic standards that they give for themselves. And so he wasn't living into that. And we worked through the process of Ho'oponopono again together to clear out and forgive the past versions of who he had been because you can change your identity in a minute like there is a reason why I very clearly and specifically say that I do not walk around preaching or saying that I am a recovered bulimic because in the recovery community, and this is where I disagree with a lot of the recovery programs, including alcohol and rehab addiction programs, is that it puts you still in the identity of the addict. And I personally believe, and you may disagree with me and that's okay, but I personally believe that you can transform completely to where doing the opposite of what you used to do is as natural as breathing. And I know because I did it for myself. I look back on the version of who I was in my late teens. I was bulimic. I was super self-destructive. I was super ambitious. I was audacious with my goals. And I was desperately searching for significance. But really... I was really searching for love. I was searching for love mostly from myself. I just didn't know it. But that was back in my bulimia heyday. And I look at that version of myself and I literally, if you, I, I, it's like looking in a mirror and seeing somebody that you don't recognize whatsoever. I don't recognize her because that's not who I am anymore. And I've done so much of this work that I really processed and forgave that girl. And I saw how, how, how broken she thought she was and how little she saw of herself. And all I see is a, as a young teenage girl that I just want to give a big giant hug to, that I just want to love on completely. But imagine if I was still attached to that identity, if I was still living into the story of that's who I was and so that means that that's who I am. And that's where the biggest disparity comes in is 
when you hold on to that past story and still let it define who you are. Yes, I did things in my past that I am not proud of. I hurt my body in many ways that I am not proud of. I put myself in some dangerous situations that then also hurt my body in ways that I am not proud of. But the thing is, is that if I still attached with that version of who I was, then I wouldn't be here being able to serve you. I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have been able to, to build what I've been able to build with Crown Yourself and what I'm continuing to build. I wouldn't be the mom that I am to my son or the wife that I am to my husband if I was still attached to that past version of myself. And sometimes people can still be attached to that old version of you. Like I'll never forget when um, before I staged my dad's intervention back in 2016, I I was there and I shared something about who I was or we, we were having a conversation. I don't really remember how exactly it came about, but he was so clearly attached to the old identity of who I was in my late teens. And let me tell you, I was no picnic as a teenager. I was a full on Enneagram 8 challenging mofo like and to a, a parent like uh, to to my parents I was a little shit so like I mean I was a high achiever I did really well in school but my attitude and my disrespect toward them most more often than not my dad which I've very much I've literally asked him for my hit my for forgiveness for my behavior like because of that because that was, I was so challenging to him and he didn't know how to deal with that. And that was, that's a whole side story in and of itself. But he was so attached to that version of myself because that version of myself was a mirror for what he was hiding. I was hiding, I, I was like fully expressing all of the negative emotions that came out of me. Meanwhile, he was hiding them and suppressing them with alcohol and drugs. So the people around us are mirrors. And sometimes when you're going for, and why this is important, why this is incredibly important, is that when you are going for a goal, when you are shifting your identity into a new version of yourself, and you have actually gone through the process and have shifted, Sometimes the people that you love most will not recognize you. Sometimes the people you love most will not like it because they no longer see themselves in you. And what that does is that triggers fear. And fear stimulates feelings of needing to protect yourself. And because they can no longer see themselves in you, because you've changed, they'll see something different. And they may push you away. And that's why it's incredibly important to know, though, that it's not you. It's them. It's their stuff. 
and they have their own process and you are the leader now. You are the leader as you step into that new identity. You are the leader as you lead from that place and you look back with love and compassion on those people who are there. I mean, holy moly, even Jesus went through this. Seriously. Like, it is a, it is a story in the Bible. And I grew up, many of you know that I grew up in a very strong Christian household. And so, like, I did the whole Bible camps. I did all of that. And the Bible stories were very heavily imprinted on me in in many ways. And I love I love the story and I never knew why until recently of when Jesus, homeboy, goes back to his hometown and they reject him. Cuz he goes back to his hometown, he's like, "Hey, y'all, I'm the Messiah." And his hometown is like, no, dude, you're Jesus. Like, you're that kid who's running around playing. Like, what are you talking about? You're the Messiah. And that's that's the thing. Is that in the in in that story, Jesus says, you gotta walk away and wipe the dirt off your feet. And it's not that they're dirty, it's not that they're bad, it's not that they're wrong. It's that they no longer see that old identity of you. So it's almost like their version of you is clouded in dirt. And you've you've washed it off, but they can't yet see that you've washed that dirt off. So how do you shift? How do you forgive yourself of, of your past identity? How do you let it go? How do you evolve into the next level awesome version that is you? Well, there is a practice that I mentioned earlier that I've worked through with some of my clients, uh, especially some of my breakthrough clients, which is called Ho'oponopono. And it is a version, it, it is it comes from ancient Hawaiian Huna, and it is a process of forgiveness and reconciliation. And loosely translated into English, Ho'oponopono, it just means correction. And the forgiveness is either sought from the gods, because ancient Hawaiian Huna and the uh, South Pacific regions believed in multiple gods, or it's sought from the person with whom there was a dispute. Well, more often than not, a lot of us have disputes with who we were or with our past selves. Like I shared with you, um, my one client who was super self-destructive and that was the person who she was. But that is not her. Because you are the thinker of your thoughts and you are the feeler of your feelings, but you are certainly not your thoughts and you are certainly not your feelings. However, your feelings and your thoughts combine to make your behavior, which shapes your identity. So while you are not your thoughts and you are not your feelings, your thoughts and feelings make up your present identity. You can change your thoughts, you can change your feelings, you can change your identity by shifting your state. And by recognizing that because you are the thinker of your thoughts and the feeler of your feelings, you can forgive the version of you who is thinking those negative thoughts or those neg- or feeling those negative feelings, that old identity, that old behavior, And you can become a new, transformed version of you, a joyful, grateful, abundant, 
delightful version. So in Ho'oponopono, there are a couple different practices, but there is a very simple one that I have literally, I worked through multiple people through their their own breakthroughs just through these four simple phrases and repeat after me. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And as you're going through this, I want you to notice the placement of your tongue as you're saying this to yourself. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And why I want you to be aware of the placement of your tongue is because sometimes those words for our past versions of ourselves, especially if you're like me and you didn't love yourself that much when you were, you know, a decade ago or even a couple years ago or even five minutes ago. And for me, my late teens version of myself saying I love you, oof. That was a challenging one. And I would find it challenging because I wasn't yet in that space. And what would happen is that if I would say it, my body, my physical body, because your body is very much a representation of your unconscious mind, my body would respond unconsciously and literally block off the flow of air from coming, having the words come out of my throat completely. How would it do that? My tongue would be touching my roof, the roof of my mouth. And so if you think of that from an energetic standpoint, you're blocking off like your tongue is like the drawbridge and it's literally blocking, would block it and keep it trapped inside my throat. So as we go through this, as we practice this, make sure your tongue is on the bottom of your, your, the bottom row of your teeth so that you are able to fully have that drawbridge of love flow in through your mouth, through the words that you are saying and eating and swallowing, and down your esophagus and into every single cell of your body like good, the nourishing food that it is, that in the nourishing food that is forgiveness. So I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And as you're saying this, you can be envisioning yourself and allowing yourself to receive that love and that forgiveness and that gratitude. 
You can be imagining another person, your husband, your parents, your children even, so that you see them as who they are now, not as who they were, not as that behavior that didn't serve them, but you see them as who they are now. Because when you're looking at the behavior of now, that you can shift. But if your mind is stuck in a past version of who they were or of who you are, then it prevents anyone from really being present. And that is the only space where change can occur. Please tell me what you loved about this episode on Instagram. You can tag me at Kimberly.Spencer in a DM. Screenshot this episode. Share it with your friends. Let's get the word out. I so appreciate you sharing this podcast and the DMs that I do get. And I love you so much for being such loyal listeners. Thank you so much. Have a glorious day. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.